Hey guys, what's going on? It's Justin here. Welcome to Fitness Business Blueprint Podcast. Today we're going to talk about how to systemize your fitness business so it can begin to work without you. So before we get into this, just a quick heads up that this is a free show. Uh, I don't take any money for adverts or uh, sponsorship or anything like that. It's purely content. And so all we ask in return to be able to keep this investment free and ad free if you get value out of this which you will if you can just share this on with another fitness professional or somebody that you know that would benefit and also leave a review whatever platform you're listening to this on whether it's itunes or google podcast or spotify if you could leave a review with some good feedback or your honest feedback then that would really help us and we'd appreciate that so so much as well all right, so I got a question from a trainer uh, this week in our uh, free Facebook group, Grow Your Fitness Business. You can search it on Facebook. And he wanted to know, how does he make the change from being a solopreneur, trapped in the business, doing all the tasks himself, how does he now get the business to start working without him uh, having to be there doing everything? So this is a common situation that so many fitness pros fall into, myself included. And it's it's one of the biggest uh, learning lessons. And, you know, unfortunately, we see a lot of fit pros who never learn about this. And they just stay in a job, a self-employed job for the rest of their life. And nothing wrong with that necessarily, but you've got to think about what do you really want for yourself? So if you want a job if you want to be the one that turns up nine to five every day and you want to do that for the rest of your life then that's totally fine then you should remain self-employed and don't really pay attention to what's in this podcast but if you are someone that is happy doing that maybe but you also want to plan for the future and you also want your business to operate without you having to be there every day so that you can take more time off with your family, so that the business is safe if you can't show up one day, or you wanna take a holiday, or even if you just feel like you wanna contribute to more people, and you want hundreds of people or thousands of people to benefit from your program, but you're not sure how to do that without stretching yourself out and and burning yourself into the ground, this is gonna be for you. Now, I remember my story of this when I got through that first phase of business challenge, which was getting clients through the door. That was a big challenge for me and many other fitness pros. And eventually, I kind of cracked the code and I began generating leads. I began making sales. And I talk about how to do that on some other podcasts. But I overcame that challenge and I had Facebook ads working for me, I had organic marketing work, working for me, and I thought that's what I'd wanted because I'd never thought beyond that. I always thought, I want 50 clients, I want 100 clients, but I'd never, because I was, I was in so much financial insecurity, I just wanted 100 clients or 50 clients or whatever it was because I knew that would lead to me having X amount of money and feeling financially secure. So when you're financially threatened, that revenue number and that client number is all you can focus on. So I never thought about what happens after I get 
those 60, 70, 80 clients. <laughs> Never thought that far ahead because in my mind, I wasn't running my business like a business. It was just a job to me and I didn't know any different. So I got those clients, I learned all the marketing, learned all the sales skills, generate and had those clients flooding in and then it turned into a living nightmare because I was happy on one hand that I had revenue coming in and a bit more uh, financial security. But on the other hand, I was now waking up at six o'clock in the morning I was training my clients first thing. I was doing all the little admin bits in between. I was answering the phone every every half an hour between sessions to follow up with prospects and inquiries and answer questions. And then when I got a break, I, I had to post content online, I had to check my emails, I had to check my Facebook ads, uh, answer you know other inquiries. Then I had consultations to do for people that wanted a phone call or to come in. And you know, then if I'd squeeze in some lunch maybe, and then it was back to work again until I'd finish up that night, then I'd go to sleep. And then because I just worked all day and I was so anxious about all the fires I'd have to put out tomorrow, I ended up just usually having, um, you know, dreaming about work when I was asleep. So work became this 24-hour obsession. I'm not sure if you've been through that, but a lot of fit pros are going through that right now. And, you know, with anything in life, you can learn how to get out of a situation like that the easy way, or you can ignore the signs and, and learn the lesson the hard way. I decided to learn things the hard way. So... I ignored the cues, my, my relationship started suffering, my social life wasn't existent. I was obsessed over just nothing but work, work, work and doing all the jobs. And you know, things progressively got worse and worse. My my clients stopped getting the best service because I was just burned out and too tired to deliver to them. And then when if any clients walked out, I would get trapped into going into marketing mode again because if five clients left because my service was lackluster because my energy was so burned out I thought the fix was go do more marketing put more money in advertising make more content get on the phones hustle for referrals some more but I wasn't really dealing with the problem then really things took a turn for me when life intervened as it tends to do and put an obstacle in my way that I couldn't anymore avoid. And that was, I got a phone call one day that my mother was diagnosed with a brain tumor and needed emergency surgery. Now, I was living out here in Cyprus at the time. I'd built my business, my, my job, more like, over here in Cyprus. My, my parents are back in the UK. So I literally had to you know, cancel all memberships that month, make a few refunds, book a flight and tell my clients I was indefinitely coming over to the UK to be with my family and I was while I was more focused on my my family and my mother's health at that point I later came to realize that my my so-called business crumbled overnight I never had a business it was just a job in disguise and uh, fortunately, my mother recovered. It was a benign tumor, she got better. She had some months recovering from surgery where I stayed in the UK with her. But after close to a year, 
I decided to move back to Cyprus and, and start over essentially. But this time my mindset was different and I had now learned and studied about growing a real company because now I was never again going to have an income or a business that, that relied solely on me. So in that time I was in the UK, I was with my parents at, at home, I learned everything I could. I stopped learning just marketing and sales things, which are great, but I started then learning from real businesses. I started learning about Starbucks, about McDonald's. I started learning books like The E-Myth. And I started to learn what makes a real business work because I don't want to get busy anymore. Marketing and sales can get you busy, but I wanted now to learn how to be free and how I could learn to use those marketing and sales skills into a leverageable business. So the more clients we got wouldn't necessarily mean the less time I have, but actually my income would go up and up and up even though my time wouldn't because I have systems and people in place to run those parts of the company for me. So the, the major things I learned about systems and operationalizing things is number one, it's mindset. Number one is your beliefs around business. Like I mentioned, the reason you, put, you build yourself into a busy job is because that's probably how you view what you do. So if you're not intending to grow a business, you're not going to. You're just gonna get busy. And you've gotta ask yourself, what do I want? Do I wanna be busy, overwhelmed, and burned out? Or do I wanna be free and have accumulating wealth that grows and it's not connected to how much time I work? Do you want a job that you work for or a system that works for you? First of all, you have to make that decision and then you have to set that intention because everything you do now is either gonna bury you further into the business and you start working more in the business or from now on you'll begin working on the business and whichever one you choose has a different strategy to go with it. So that's the first thing, you've gotta set your target, set your intention and know where you're getting to. The goal for you cannot continue to just be more clients, more money. Because if you aim for more clients and more money, I guarantee you'll end up with less freedom. What you have to instead say is, okay, uh, my goal is to have this much free time. My goal is to have this much free time. It's to have uh, this level of freedom. And then you've got to figure out, okay, so what does the company need to generate for me to to afford that freedom because freedom isn't free. The more freedom you want in the business, the more you're gonna have to pay money for other people to work and also for systems to be in place. So number one, set the intention and know that you're deciding now not to get more clients, but the goal is to grow a business. The second thing is you then need to uh, figure out what roles need to be in place that you're going to need to outsource because you're going to if, if the, the cost of what the responsibility of being a business owner means you're going to need to take on staff so you want to think about you know what roles are best to outsource first a lot of trainers make a big mistake here a lot of trainers look at the roles they're doing most of that takes up most of their time 
and they try and outsource that first. And that's actually bad because what you're doing a lot of the time is actually probably what you need to keep doing uh, because it's your core strength. So the reason you've got to a point where you're overwhelmed right now is probably because you're good at two things, selling and coaching. You're probably really good at those things. You can sell your program better than most other people and you're probably really, really good and have a good relationship with your clients. Now, I know they take up a lot of time and you'd love to outsource those things, but they're not usually what we outsource first because that you in those roles has been the driver to get you to this point. And if you outsource one of those two things too quick, you're gonna cause a major imbalance in your company and you start moving away from what's got you here in the first place and then it all comes crashing down too often. What you first need to start outsourcing are the other things that you've been putting off. Because remember, sales and coaching are fantastic, but they do not make an entire company. They do not make an entire company. You have um, other things going on that you've probably been neglecting up until this point, like financial management, like um, you know handling general inquiries. There's probably um, prospects not being followed up with. There's probably um, loads of things going on that you you that you know need to get done, but you put them off because they're not your core competence. Uh, admin and financial stuff is probably number one. So if you haven't already, you want to get a bookkeeper, bookkeeper and an accountant. Now these aren't technically hires in the company. You'll be outsourcing them to somebody else outside the business. But if you haven't already, find a bookkeeper and an accountant so they can start um, holding you accountable to keep on top of your finances, right? Because that's what you need, number one. Uh, and the good thing about hiring them is they're relatively very low cost. It's a very important skill for your business. Uh, and, the, and the other good thing is they'll come with their own systems. So you don't need to train them. A good bookkeeper or accountant will, will know how to do the job and you'll probably learn a few things from them. So that's the first thing to outsource. The next thing you might want to outsource will be um, probably some level of um, admin work. So a good admin person can help you stay organized, look after your calendar, um, point you in the right direction, remind you of tasks that need to be done. Because we can have a Google calendar, but that doesn't really hold you accountable to anything. So an, an admin, a really good admin works like a bit of a, a bit of a personal trainer for your own business to keep you accountable. Um, they can help you with some general inquiries. They can send out some you know, text messages and things on your behalf. So they can do bookings for you. So maybe you would still do the consultations with client, with, with prospects. But an admin person can probably reply to your emails, your Facebook messages, your Instagram messages, uh, Facebook comments. And they can do the work of you know, booking those people in with you and sorting out the times putting it in your calendar and then telling you, oh, hey, I've booked in these three prospects for you to speak to on Tuesday afternoon. And then you would go and do that selling element then. So organizing your calendar, making those bookings, and just tidying up all these little bits of business that you aren't working on uh, will really help an ad with an admin. And, you know, those two, and, and the cool thing is with a small, the, the, the simpler you keep your operation, the less time you'll actually need these people to work. So a general accountant and bookkeeper uh, will probably set you back in the range of two to 400 pounds a month maybe. 
Um, whereas uh, a good admin then that can work uh, part-time minimal hours, you shouldn't need anyone to work longer than five to 10 hours a week maximum, really. You know, five hours a week will be uh, plenty most of the time. Right, so, you know, so both, both of these hires together will, and if it's a really good admin, maybe the admin can help even help you with some bookkeeping. So, so overall, you're not looking at more than six to 700 pounds a month, I would say. And this allows you so much more energy and time, you'll actually find you start enjoying sales and you enjoy coaching more. Because the reason you might wanna get away from those things is just not because they are draining, but it's because all the other stuff you have to do in your downtime is draining. And you might find you get your passion back. Uh, and that's a big revelation and aha moment for a lot of coaches. So have a work on that first, and then the next step. So the next thing you wanna do, after you've got those basic tasks of admin and, and bookkeeping taken care of, that's gonna give you a lot more time back. Uh, because you're probably spending a lot of time on that stuff, and because we're usually not that good at it, it takes us longer than it should take. That's why if it takes you two hours a day to get admin stuff done, if you get an actual admin person who's experienced, it should take them less than one hour a day. So just because it takes you a long time to get it done, and also you're tired after working on the gym floor, remember that they'll get it done twice as fast and, and twice as good as you will uh, for a lot less money too. So that's the first step is get those little things out of the way that are only taking up 20% of your time, but they're draining a huge amount of your energy. That's a huge game changer for so many fit, fit pros. Whereas if you try and just, if you try and jump into hiring coaches and salespeople uh, or ads managers even, you're gonna, you're gonna spend lots of money and then you just put more stress on yourself to try and make it profitable. And it really is, because you've gotta make them more effective than, than you, which is a, <laughs> a tall task, right? So try that first uh, and then see how that goes for a month or so. The next step then, is probably, I would say, to start uh, looking at getting some help with your coaching. Because at this point, if you're in this position, you're probably very busy, you've probably got a great, great service, and your workout is probably the most systemized thing you already have. So it's actually the easiest to offboard to somebody else. But we're not talking about uh, 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 outsourcing the whole thing. I would start by looking to get somebody to take over no more than 30% of your coaching hours. So, you know, if you're doing 20 sessions a week of coaching, you wanna start, the next role you wanna look for is an apprentice or someone to work very part-time to take over maybe five or six hours a week from you, all right? And that's for a couple of reasons. This is because it's a very easy job for someone to fill in, it's not many hours a week. It is. It, it gives you five or six hours a week now to focus on some other areas of business that need to be taken care of. And it's also not a big transition for your client base either. If they know only a few sessions are being outsourced, it's, uh, it's quite simple on them, right? And in the beginning, when you bring this person on, it also keeps your costs down. You're only outsourcing a few sessions a week, not a full-time wage or anything. So when you first bring in this person, you then start experimenting with, with how to you know get someone else delivering your, your coaching. 
And in the early stages, the first month or so, if you bring this person on for, let's say, six hours a week of coaching sessions, you also want to spend that time with them. So it doesn't mean you get six hours free. It means you're going to be there in the sessions with them, slowly letting them shadow you in the beginning. And then over the weeks, you step back and you put them in front until eventually you're watching them do a good job. And then you can move out completely of those hours and trust them to carry on. And at this point now, you're at a good rate. Now you have fully freed up those six hours a week and you know that you've got a coach who you can you can rely on to go and do that because you've given them some, some nurturing and your admin's taken care of and everything else. So at this point, you, this point now, it's you're, you're gonna gradually move towards a bit less coaching, uh, still doing sales, um, the next step of this, you can probably outsource some sales because now you've got a coach in there, you know you can you can increase your client load, you can increase your sales intake. So the next step usually is to get a salesperson to help you out. And the best person for this is often one of your own clients. Don't go hiring some recruitment agency to get a, 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 a slick Wolf of Wall Street salesperson. Don't do that stuff. Um, instead, Instead, um, go to one of your best clients, one of your raving fan clients who's got ideally got good results with you already and is a big believer and already a brand ambassador for what you do. That, and, and if they have some phone call you know, um, sales or just phone call experience and a good bubbly personality, good people talking skills, they'll be fantastic for this job. So you just basically say to them, you know, hey, I'm generating all these conversations, these phone calls every day. Uh, if you could dedicate one to two hours a day, Monday to Friday, and I can send you, say, three to four applications a day, if you can jump on the phone with these people and do two to four phone calls a day, which are about half an hour each, probably less, then any sales you make, I'll give you a, you know, make you think of a number like a, a 20 pound commission so if someone you you sell someone into our 150 pound six-week program we'll give you 20 pounds of that so that person if they just close two if they close two deals a day they're gonna make 50 pounds a day for less than two hours work as a part-time job now many of your clients are gonna be loving that opportunity they're gonna be really happy to get some extra cash um, and, and, and they'll be great at the job too because they'll be able to, to talk through the objections that your prospects have because now the prospect is talking to someone just like them. Uh, and so if they've got those people skills and you walk them through a script and you qualify the leads for them, uh, it'll take off really well. And now you, get, now you get at least another two hours a day back, you have to go do sales calls, right? And so you start to see how you piece out this thing bit by bit and this is probably the right order of hiring people for most of you. It, now, this isn't an individual prescription because every business is different, I know. But as a general guideline, this will work for most of you. And of course, if you'd like a more specific, uh, tailored recommendation, then just reach out to us uh, and we can we can put you in for a, for a free consultation call for about half an hour and we can uh, go through what's going to work for you uh, specifically for your business. So reach out to us if you'd like and we can book a free consult to go over that with you with no strings. 
So if you do that, that, that should be you know a general guideline for most of you. So that's pretty much um, it for this episode. I just want to touch on that and, and help you out with the right order and a bit of a system for outsourcing because this is a, a lot of fit pros have the right idea. They know they need to outsource and get some free time, but they go about it in a, in a very uneducated, unguided way. And it causes uh, devastating problems when done in the wrong order, if you outsource the wrong things. So let us know how that helps you. And don't forget to share this on, leave us a review. That would be awesome. And then again, I will see you guys one more time on the next episode of the Fitness Business Blueprint. All right, have a good day and catch you next time.